I'm Renee Ritchie and I'm a tech analyst. Sorry, I was gonna say I'm an Urukai. <laughs> I'm Georgian, I'm a psychotherapist. You might also be an Urukai. I wish. The age of man has ended. Yeah. And this is Apple Talk, where we discuss the geopolitical realities of the third age of Middle Earth. I think that that industrial age is definitely shown in there. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, it's true. This will be the fall of man. Uh, and also things like, well, yeah, Facebook, Apple, Google, Amazon. It's not Amazon, Facebook. Meta. Ugh. Meta book. Well, we don't, say, we don't say alphabet. We still say Google. So I think it's okay to still say Facebook and not Meta. Well, yeah. They just want you to forget that they exist. Yes. Don't we all? <laughs> They're not going to work, Mark. You should have killed me when you had the chance, Charles. We need a bigger boat. Oh, God, he's become a supervillain. He's like a, not even like a real one, but like a caricature supervillain. No, he's a real one. Robot man. No, that's from Doom Patrol. All right. Well, let's get, this, let's get the show started. Um, there's been a continuation of this whole metaverse debate um, and some interesting things. Well, first, Joanna Stern decided to spend a day in the metaverse such as it exists now. Right. And that yeah. ended as well as you'd expected. Yeah, I mean, she, she got a hotel room, she put on the headset, she tried to sleep in the headset, she did her meetings in the headset, she did her exercise in the headset, and it, the realization is it's not comfortable spending that much time in that big a headset. It's, it's really exhausting for your, it's not just your body, they're heavy, right? So you're wearing it, it's heavy, it's not comfortable, it's not something that you can just hang out in. It causes a lot of neck strain. Yeah. So that's the first thing, plus it causes eye strain because your eyes are constantly shifting. Um, there's flickering that's happening. So people that are prone to migraines can increase migraines. You end up feeling kind of distorted because time and space, there's a little bit of a timing issue. So you can end up with vertigo and feeling kind of dizzy and icky. And it's not that great yet. Yeah. And I love VR, but it's not that great yet. And she was using the Oculus Quest, which is also like one of the lightest, most self-contained headsets. She wasn't wearing like a Vive or a... Um what was the big one? The Rift. They still call it the Rift, or is it just the, the big Oculus now? The Rift's like Pacific Rim. I just imagine it's a doorway to ancient evils. Hmm. 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 And uh, what's the other one? The Valve. I forget what the Valve is called. Oh, your husband's going to be so mad at me. The Valve HTC. something. No, HTC is the Vive, but Valve, uh, I'll make up a name. The Valve Epoch. There we go. Sounds like very Matrixy. Oh, All right, so um, yeah, she spent 24 hours in, and she did like, well, well, first she had to make several avatars because even within the Facebook ecosystem, not every app uses the same avatar. So there was like a very me-esque, like a Nintendo me-esque avatar. Uh, there was some, or like a, I guess like a, a me-moji sort of avatar. There was one that tried to look hyper-realistic that looked like a mapped photograph, which is kind of uncanny. And also she realized quickly that she can't have legs. Because they have the face, the head tracking and the arm tracking, but there's no leg tracking yet, so they just don't bother. So, like, there's nothing below the table. You're just sitting there, like, floating torso. Yeah, which doesn't... I play a lot of games that there's no legs. It doesn't really bother me. But what if you have to scratch your foot? But I know. I, we have proprioceptors in our body, so we know where our foot is, even yes. if we don't see it. Yes. Although that's very, like, it's really weird when you don't see things. Like, some of the early VR games, you didn't have the hands tracking yet. You were holding the controllers, but you'd lift them and you wouldn't see anything. That, that bothered me. Yes. That bothered me. Not being able to see my own hands bothered me, especially when I had to use them. And, and not having, of course, a body, but having no legs doesn't bother me at all. I don't even notice yeah. it. And also not really moving, like you're in a room and like, and a lot of the things you need to move further than a room. So they have like this teleport mechanic, but like you still are, are in a constrained space. So you're not really moving around the way you are in the natural world. No. And it's, 
it's, I, I feel really exhausted after using VR and I love VR, but after using it for like, I would say like two hours, I'm really tired from the experience. Yeah. Versus video games, I can feel, I can play all day and I feel really relaxed. I think that VR, virtual reality and AR is more exhaustive. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. And she also found, well, she, another thing that she realized is that when you're in uh, being in, they call it presence, I think is what they call it, presence. When you're in like these virtual conference rooms, it really is like you're there. Like when you're on Zoom or something, you can have like your phone underwards, underneath and you're playing like, what, what, what do we, what the kids play these days? Marble Madness, Pac-Man, Pong. I forget what, what the popular games Minecraft, are. Minecraft, Fortnite. Yeah, I don't think you can play that while you're in a meeting, but you can probably play like, you know, but some. I'm sure people do. I'm sure some, people do. Some uh, bejeweled puzzled game or, or something, or you can check Twitter or text. Like there's a lot of things. Or you, you can, can get distracted. you can turn your camera off versus yeah. being there is like being there, but you're not there. So you're at home, but you don't get all the benefits from being at home. Yes, and, and you do have to be more present in the meetings, but they're virtual meetings. And one of the things I heard that was really interesting is that now that companies are doing a lot of these virtual meetings, not over VR, obviously, but over WebEx or over Zoom, um, people don't have the breaks they used to have. Because if you were at, let's say, Google or Facebook or Apple, you sometimes have to cross campus to get to a meeting. That's like a 10, 15, 20 minute uh, excursion. And if you needed to go to the washroom, you could go to the washroom in between yeah. that. If you need to but get a coffee or like, a drink, you could. Whereas here, it becomes really kind of difficult. It's like back to back to back around. to back meetings. And you don't get the same kind of break and you don't get those outdoor, like, because you're because it's, it's California, it's got nice weather. And you're not walking across campus or just like getting any movement. You're just sitting there. Uh, and that's been a real toll on people. Yes. And they don't really account for it. It's not like, oh, we're going to have a 15-minute break before the Zooms. It's like 1 o'clock Zoom, 2 o'clock Zoom, 3 o'clock Zoom. And VR feels like the worst of both worlds because you can't get other things done while you're doing it because you are present, well, but you don't have present, to travel. But you also have a headset directly to your yeah. face. So you can't turn off the camera. You can't do something. And even if you take off the headset, they see your hands moving to your face, and then suddenly your head is sideways <laughs> and kind of just hanging there. Um, so it's very disruptive. Oh, Gene is off the off the headset again. Yes, and the, the, the avatar is just palpitating in the room yes. around and you. Yes, and plus there's all kinds of issues with it: overheating, or you lose graphics in between it. This is, it's not a very stable set of a system yet, either. So it ends up being just really like it's it's like it's right in front of your face. Like there is no escaping if you're in AR or VR. So even if you're in a meeting. You know, if you're, you could do something, you could take notes, you could doodle, you could answer your yeah. phone, you could deal with other things. You could say, excuse me, I'm going to go to the washroom, where it's really noticeable and disruptive if you do that in AR, in VR. Yeah, there's just no escaping. And you can't even do that. Going through a tunnel, losing, because they see you doing it. Yes. They see you go, like, they're, you're faking going through a tunnel. I can see you're faking it. You can see that I can see that you're faking it. So it, it, in many ways, like it does sound like an enhanced virtual experience, but a severely degraded like quality of life experience. Yeah, I don't. I think that there are benefits to doing things on Zoom. Like there's benefits to that. You're at home. You can go to the washroom. You can turn off your camera. Um, you don't have to be 100% present, which I guess some companies that would be a deterrent. Like they would be like, oh, we want them to be 100% present. No one ever is. I'm sorry, <laughs> we're not. We're looking at you, but our brain is somewhere else. Yes. We have to process so much just by being in VR and it's a simulated world. So it's not even 
enough that if there's a candy on the table, you can actually take the candy. No, there's no, you're just no distracted snacking. that the candy is there, but you can't actually even drink very well because, like, the the headset is there and you're trying to drink, but it, it then it just looks weird because why is your and hand if you have in front gum of your face? and I want gum and I'm like Georgia, can I have a piece of gum? And you're like, there's like there's no gum. There's no gum, but can't you share can't. snacks. Also, if you need to pick up something. You know, in AR, you would probably see it, but in VR, you can't. So if you need to get something, it becomes this nuisance of I have to figure this out and I have to find out where my calendar is or I need to get that book. Or if someone brings in snacks, there's no real snacks. No, there's no real snacks. There's no snacks. real snacks. Like they bring in, I don't know, apple slices or something and you're like, they're, they're, they're not there. No. They'd have to coordinate delivery of all these apple slices. No. So I, I think terrible. that for, for Meta, this is great because they get all of your information. They can absorb even more of your information. But for people, I don't actually think that it is much of a benefit. Yeah, so it's interesting because um, I might have said this previously, but it's, it's really beginning to resonate on me. It's like the whole world word metaverse just sounds so fake to me. It's like when people talk about cyberspace. Like you see, it's like what a director puts or what like a writer puts in a TV show. Wouldn't it be like Dr. E Can't you see no, Dr. No, no, no. Evil? Let me pitch this to you. Yes. You know, like when we were like whenever you were like a kid or like a big trend comes out and the adults finally learn about it. It's like three years later and they make a version of a movie with it. It's like all of a sudden there's the BMX movies, the breakdance movies, the surfing movies, like the hacking movies. Whatever cultural trend you're part of, a few, way too late someone makes a really crappy version of it. That's what meta sounds like to me. Like a bunch of marketing douches got around and they're like, we're going to call it cyberspace or we're going to call it metaverse. And meanwhile, like we're just like we're online and we're on the net. You know, like we don't have these fancy terms for it and it's nowhere nearly as cringy. Though it is now it's at the forefront. They are at the beginning of it. I can give them that. They have started before this has really happened yet. But I think that Facebook is so tainted that I don't think that they're changing their name. I don't believe that there's any recovery from them. For me, it is more like this is what Dr. Evil, which Zuckerberg does not have the personality of Dr. Evil. He's not even as affable as Dr. You mean Evil. He's charismatic. No, uh, no, because Dr. Evil's kind of cute. Um, he doesn't have the cat. He, look, look, wait a minute. But, he did not go to Evil Dental School for 10 years to be called cute. Thank you. Right. Um, but that's what the name sounds like something that would be. You know, let's do the thing that, you know, because when you're talking about meta, it's like you thinking about thinking. But it feels like so try hard. Like they're trying, like they're trying so hard to make it a thing. And I don't think it's going to be a thing. Like my guess is that this is just going to be what we like. It's, it's the next thing after the Internet. And we can get to Web 3.0 if we want afterwards, because that's another whole <laughs> Michigas. But you, you have like right now you can access all like Facebook, Microsoft, Google, Apple, all these things through your phone, through your watch, through your computer, through your tablet. And this is just adding through like glasses and headsets. And I don't think it's any more than that. Like they're pitching it as though it's AOL. Like it's like uh, immersive AOL. And that's right. like, like nobody wants immersive AOL. Like I forget who said it, but someone was joking like there'll be Facebook headsets littered all over the ground like AOL CDs. Remember like everybody got the AOL CDs. Nobody wanted them free AOL. Nobody wants that. It's just going to be... A, a further layer to what we have now. And Apple, uh, there were rumors this week that Apple is getting ready, getting closer to launch for their headset. People are still conflating AR and VR, and I think they're still two very, very different products. But it sounds like they're getting close to the VR headset, which would be like, because it's Apple, it's not going to be like a cheap Facebook you know, Quest. It's going to be a premium. They're saying $2,000 to $3,000. But it'll be like an Apple TV 
now, for a person. But, would this be like an all-inclusive unit? Yes. Or would you need to hook this up to your Mac? It will be an all-inclusive unit. Okay. And I think the whole gist is like, why should you, why can they why can they only charge you two hundred bucks for a family room Apple TV when they could charge you two thousand bucks for a one-person headset? And it's supposed to be like decked out, like eight K per per uh, eye, at like full spatial audio sound. It'll have the equivalent of a MacBook Pro style processor in it to handle everything on board. Will there be All Siri? the sensors. Oh, I don't know. I don't, yeah, probably, I mean, they put Siri on everything. I think, you know, the Apple cleaning cloth has Siri. Like, Siri, am I, am, I, am I cleaning this fast enough? And it's like, I'm checking the internet for cleaning it fast enough. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think it, and I think that Apple's current approach is to treat it like an Apple TV, and that means there'll be entertainment, like all your movies and TV shows. There'll be games, like all the Apple Arcade stuff. There'll be Fitness Plus, so you can do all your workout stuff. And it'll just be to them a screen that you wear rather than a screen that you, that you look at. I don't find that at all compelling, though, because it doesn't... I, I think that the, the thing that I love about virtual reality and AR is that it should be augmented to the system. Yes. It should make things better. It should do it better. And if it doesn't do that, if it does not serve a purpose, I, like, unless I'm out watching a movie is better, gonna be better in a theater or in my home, than it will be in front of my glasses, unless they can make that better. If my popcorn tastes better when I put on well, my so, But I think they're two very different okay. things for Apple. Like I think the glasses and the augmented reality are going to be a completely separate track. And this is going to be a really education, entertainment, uh, gaming-centered experience where... But, yeah, I just worry though because when Apple TV first came out, they had what? Two to ten shows? Like it was nothing. Oh, but I don't think it'll be just Apple. Like it'll be like everything you can get on Apple TV now. So it'll be Netflix and Disney Plus and all those things. Yeah, but, and and I think SharePlay. I don't think they made SharePlay for your iPhone. Like SharePlay on an iPhone is weird. But SharePlay in a visor where, like, let's say it's still during the pandemic and nobody can go out and we're all stuck at home and we can just press a couple buttons. Suddenly we're watching James Bond together and we all feel like we're in a movie theater and we look over and we all see each other. Like, but and it's a big shared giant screen experience. Each, like, I just don't, I, I don't know. I don't well, we'll know what emojis. parts will be. Oh, kill me. Um, the I emoji's not bad. She's, she's kind of cute. She doesn't say much. It's better that way. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't know if they will have the support. I think that the, the hardware will be great. But when Apple creates its own software, I think Maps now is great. Maps does a great see, job. See that I think that is an a, an AR thing. This will be like literally like this will be all the VR stuff that they have. Oh, sorry, but all the entertainment stuff any, they have now. But they don't have any VR things at all. So then that's what I'm saying is they will have to either build it or pay other people to build it. They'll just get the And they will take the game. so long. See, I don't ones think they're going to I don't there. think they're going to do it themselves. I think they're going to because like iOS is a tr is a huge gaming platform because there's so many units. And yeah, the VR headset's like a 2000 bucks is not going to sell a lot of units. But I mean depending on how they play this, it'll just be like the games that you get on your Vive or on your Oculus. They'll just have their their version of the marketplace for you. And you will download them yeah, just on your, their yeah. own. The same way you have, it'll sell the App Store. You'll have your VR App Store. Headset App Store. Like you have your Apple Watch Store, your Apple the iPhone Store, your iPad Store, your Mac Store. I don't think they're going to do much of it their own. Like see, Apple's the not, thing, it doesn't then, make a lot of their own stuff. Then why would I, like I guess it would be then only for the people that don't already have virtual reality, but want virtual reality. Yes. But they already haven't gotten in virtual reality. So these are going to be 
Who are they targeting? They're targeting Apple users, one. Two, Apple users that want to do VR. So this is people that, Apple products are expensive, have money, enough money to buy Apple products, which are, none of them are cheap. Like even the plugs are not cheap. Um, but they have, they want VR, but they haven't yet bought VR. So I, so think I don't I'll, know who they're targeting. So uh, there's there's two ways to look at it, and like one is that Apple is usually pretty good at mainstreaming products. Like they take things that are relatively niche, like the smartphone and the mm -hmm. smartwatch, and they make a mainstream version. Now this sounds priced ridiculously high, but the original iPhone was priced ridiculously high because they get their early adopters to pay down their investment in the technology, and then the second generation is like much lighter and faster, and you know, and better, and that becomes the more, like the iPad 2 sold way better, the iPhone 3G sold way better, Apple Watch 2 sold way better. The head, headset 2 will be like the more mainstream one, and the headset 1 will be like the one that we all test out. The, the only difference though is that for, for Apple did all of those products better, and the watch was better than most of the watches that were out there. The iPhone was better than any iPhone that was out yeah. there, and the iPad was better than any iPad that was, any tablet that was out there beforehand they're gonna have a standalone system that the specs will be better, but if all of the games are games that I can get already on my, on my Vive <clears throat> or on my Oculus, and I probably can afford it if I'm into VR, I don't know who they are targeting. I, I don't see a group of people. There will be some people that will get it, well, it'll be but the Apple... it won't be anything more than what I can do already, and that worries me. So I think but I think that's the same thing as the phone. Like when when you when Apple first announced the iPhone, Steve Ballmer famously said it's going to be the most expensive phone, nobody's going to buy it and Ed Colligan said, you know, these PC people aren't going to just walk in here. And I think it'll be like the first one will be the Apple faithful, of course, because that's always their prime early adopters. It'll be just people who buy the Apple version of everything, but then they're going to have to quickly move that like cross that chasm to mainstream adoption and make a product for people who are interested in VR but think that the current versions are for some reason too complicated, uh, you know, not friendly enough, or that it ties into Apple's ecosystem. Like you get this and it's the same FaceTime, it's the same iMessage, it's all your your iTunes content, all your like your your uh, Apple Music is there. Like everything that you already have is just now in this surround experience. This really uh, what's the word immersive experience? Right, which could be wonderful, but. I don't know. Oh, the first one will be so terrible, sure. right? The first one's always terrible. It's not always, right? The first watch was not a terrible watch. It was really good. It was good. unfocused, though. Like, it didn't really know what it wanted to be. Again, they tested different things and they, yeah. they made it better and better like, as they Like, remember, you through. could send, like, the taps and, like, the... I did like that, <laughs> And um, the animated emojis. And, yeah. yeah, I like that. I, I, they did were you cute. use them? I did. Really? All the time? I did. Brie and I would send... Um, don't pictures to to traumatize each other uh, to each other <laughs> while we did the podcast live and i thought that that was really funny and cute i like that better than the 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 memojis you really have a, you really hate your memoji i don't like i don't hate the memoji i hate when they they have the animated ones and you're like i'm a skull and i'm talking now i i find that I think that was contrived. just a slow boil to get people used to having an avatar because it's not something that a lot of people were familiar I with i thought it was going to be cute it was cute could do emoji right over our faces right now. Hmm. Yeah, so I just don't know, I don't know how, I don't know which way they're gonna aim for it and I worry that they are not gonna have anything specialized that will make this different, that they will do what a they good need? job Let's with. Let's turn it around then, what would they need? 
So what I would want is I would want to have a unit that was my, all of the goods that are on my phone, my music, uh, mapping, like different stuff if I had to ask, so I don't have to leave the system. Mm -hmm. That would be really cool for me, because right now if my phone rings, I find that annoying. So that would be great if that happens and I can pause my game, answer my phone call, talk to you. You're not gonna go pause your game. game. You're gonna answer the phone call and say, Renee, I am embedded with the 37th well, SEAL team and we are about to take this bunker. What do you want? Well, let's let's be honest. I'm not gonna answer the phone call. Oh, but damn. yes. But I would want it to be that and I would want the games to be like I would want all of the games to Beat Saber to be from my to pull from my um, and they'll be my you'll have a, a better privacy threshold with this because they won't be harvesting all your data which I would love um, and then I would need to have handsets if I don't have handsets if it's if VR is just in the glasses and there are no hands to go with that for me. That's an immediate fail. Well, they'd have to have. I mean, like, I don't think they're going to miss any major feature. Like, I, I, I'm assuming that every major feature you have now, they're going to have to have because those are just so cable stakes. So, if I had little, like, like really good, and maybe hand you're wearing your Apple Watch and it's even better. Well, that would be kind of cool. I'll be honest. If if I really was going all in and I'm like, this is exciting, it would be able to have leg tracking also. Um, you just put it on your ankles. As long as you're willing to buy four Apple Watches, I don't see the issue. Well, if a, if a wheel is $250, right? Like we're, we're talking a lot of money. Well, how many wheels do you want? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, if I had like little ankles that would go on so that I could exercise and it would know what my hands were doing and I could fully work, it was, that would be, I, I would go in. Yeah, so I think, uh, if I may, I think that the way they're going to look at it is more your side than my side. And, and like my side is usually like, what's the processor gonna be and what's the resolution of the screens? But I think they're gonna address, like what, they're very good at looking and saying like, what, what, what's on the market already? Yes. And what is preventing people from adopting it? Yes. What can we do to simplify this? Like remember the iPhone famously didn't have apps when it launched. Yeah. Um, and didn't have MMS. Like it didn't have all these features that nerds considered table stakes, but people could pick it up and they could like pinch and zoom their photos. It was really intuitive. Yes. It became intuitive. It was Instead human. of having a computer that was a phone, um, it was really intuitive. Like pinch to zoom was a deal breaker, and, and now like it is inertial scrolling and the elasticity yes. on it, all those little things. All of those things, but they became mainstream. Like yeah. you know when Apple hits it out of the park because then everyone takes that. So if they made VR easy to install, everyone can get it. Won't be affordable, but it <laughs> eventually is it'll be affordable. Crisp, right? Crisp view. Changes, they, they're really careful but so that people don't get vertigo because yeah. that's a deal breaker for many people that, that get vertigo. And then they do downloading easily, which I think that that will be an easy part, yeah. getting things and downloading them. But I will need to have a library that Apple makes it better so that I choose to go on to, like, because... But for it, me, it won't be, be all your existing stuff. Like you, if you have Fitness Plus, you'll have all your Fitness Plus workouts, but now you'll have like a better fit, like a 3D better Fitness Plus experience. It'll be all your titles, but now you're watching them in like a famous theater or something and you have all the spatial audio around you and you have a really good image and you're like, I want to watch, I want to watch the opera in Carnegie Hall, you know, and like, and, and you're there. And I think they're, they're going to target that real, like, and it won't do all the things nerds want. It'll drive like the nerds totally crazy because there'll be arbitrary restrictions okay for no reason. that they'll have it mainstream. I don't yeah. think that that's a problem because they're trying to grab people that are not the elite VR people. This would be, they would want to be pulling in the mainstream people. But the thing is, is that 
how do you do that without making it already seem really strange and weird, yeah. right? And it has to be enough of a hook and a pull, right? So my thought would be, I think that it would be, I think that AR is, would be easier for Apple than VR would be. But AR is going to take, the technology is further out. Yeah, but I think that that they could do and it would be like seamless versus VR because the people that adopt VR, it's you like really VR is the best for like gaming or breathing or exercise or dealing with stuff that I'm not sure that Apple's going to be able to add enough to the ecosystem to be able to have people purchase it to get that versus there is no fabulous AR system yet out there. So I think they're going to be two really different products. I think uh, the VR is going to be what we talked about. It's going to be the Apple TV. It's the next generation of the Apple TV and everything that you can do now on your Apple TV, including like using your iPhone to seamlessly log in and to download stuff. It's all going to be like tied together into a very pretty package. But then AR is going to be built off of the Apple Watch where it's not trying to lock you in. It's trying to layer data on top of your world. And it'll give you like, but it won't be focused on those things. It'll be focused on, did just be because the technology is so much more difficult, it'll be focused on directions and notifications. And like the whole pitch of consumer technology, like we made desktop PCs so you wouldn't have to go downtown and use the mainframe. We made phones so you could have a computer in your pocket. You wouldn't have to go back to your desk. We made watches so that you could just see things. So you don't you even wouldn't have, have to, to reach for your phone. phone. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then the glasses will just be on there giving you passive information so you don't even have to turn your wrist. Like it's the ultimate in, it yes. gets briefer. Uh, and and less capable every and time. And closer but to your yes. brain. Yeah, I mean, eventually it's all cybernetics. But like yes. for now, um, it, like it, it has less and less functionality. But the functionality it does have is brief and important um, and frequent, so that the convenience factor really wins out. And that's that's the thing, and that's why AR. And also, I, I think that I'm biased because I've already done VR for so much, and I'm still waiting for my holodeck. Uh, but it's pretty close now. Um, whereas AR is something that is much more exciting to me to be able to have information of, I look at a plant and it tells me this is the type of plant. <laughs> no, it's going to say water your be, plant, Georgia. Well, that'll be for every, this plant is dying. Yes. Please add water. Um, but information that I can choose to turn emoji? on and turn off, <laughs> yeah. right? As I need to, and gives me information of, oh, this is Renee. This is his Twitter. This is his thing. This is how many likes he has, which what? is no. creepy. What? And no. No. There's no dislikes, though. There's no dislikes. <laughs> no, they're so hidden. They're, they're still there. <laughs> I just can't see them. Yes. Um, I think that that would be really interesting to be able to do something and have all of the things there so that I could still be immersed in the world. The only piece to that, the psychology of it, is that now we're going to be constantly absorbing information. And as humans, we believe that more is better. And we're made to believe like that pie. because, and, and in the case of pie, you're right. <laughs> But we believe that because resources were scarce and so more was better. But for information, it's exhausting to us. So I believe that this is actually going to make us want to produce more, make more, do more when actually our anxiety levels will increase with that and our levels of depression if we can't live up to what the standards we believe are. And we need to do less, we need to unplug, and we need to unhook. And so that's the only piece, that cautionary tale of (laughs) just because we can does that mean we should? You stood upon the shoulders of giants and you never once asked if you should. Uh, Ian Malcolm aside, though, I think th- those are the two concerns you hear more often, the most often. The one for VR being that we'll end up like Wally, where all our experiences become virtual and we lose connection to the physical world. And we're just, you know, giant slugs in these chairs with these tiny goggles on and living in an imaginary world. You know, all our social interactions, all our relationships, everything that we do becomes 
uh, fed into our brains. And on the AR, it's just it's a constant barrage of, of information until our brains are overloaded. Like we never get a moment's peace anymore. We're continuously plugged in and we're basically forget burning the candle at both ends. You're blowtorching it right in the middle. Right. The only piece, though, to the Wally belief is that um, VR is actually exhausting. I'm tired after I use it because I'm walking around, I'm moving around. Even in the games that I'm sitting, I'm still having to actually grab, push, do it. So I'm tired at the end of that experience. In the Wally universe, there were robots and computers and the chairs that moved around and things came to you. Yeah. That's what creates the Wally universe being a dystopian world is that when stuff comes to you and you don't have to get up, like if I don't have to turn, like we used to have to get up and actually turn the knob on the TV to change the channel. Um, and now we don't. Now I, if the, the controller's outside of my reach, I'm angry about just having to reach too far to grab it. Um, that's al already too much information. I want to be able to just say, turn the channel, change this. Oh, you, know, you need to talk to it. Siri again, your friend. Like so, Apple, but, help but me like, out. so, like one of the things though is that if you go back a couple decades, um, most of our relationships were physical relationships. There were the people in our schools, the people in our offices, the people in our neighborhoods. Churches, We'd ride our bikes. Yes, they were they were relationships with other people in our physical space. Where now, especially after 2020 and 2021, a lot of our relationships have shifted to virtual space. Like we talk most of the time to people who aren't in the same physical space well, as us. you may never ever meet. Yeah, you may, and you may never really know who they actually are, but like they, are, they, they have become the relationships that we, that, we, that we experience the most often. Yes, and because of that, it's, it's funny because we used to see groups of children. We, we used to go out and we would just gather other stray children and the gang would grow. We had yeah. these scary gangs All riding on kids. our bikes, you know. And yeah, bloody because we've fallen and we get back on the bike we don't go home we just keep on riding um until someone yelled out dinner time and then yeah you know they didn't have they didn't know where you were yeah. because there was no way to track you you traveled all kinds of places that you should not be yep but we had these cohorts of people and so that became really important and now i almost besides school lunchtime i never see groups of kids outside anymore yeah. like really maybe for a sports group that might happen but besides that i don't it's actually rare and i'm shocked when i see a group of kids i'm like look at that that's yeah. a strange anomaly yeah and i think but i think like you're forced into groups when you're younger because of school and then if you work in a physical office because of that but again like over the last two years exactly even the physical offices have have really uh diminished and so our I forget who said it, but and someone mentioned that the, maybe the real metaverse is when our digital reality becomes more valuable to us than our physical reality, where all of our experiences um, become these virtual experiences and we stop having as well, many there, physical There are so many people that do that already. There's yeah. so many games that you build a house and you all hang out and you're all there in your avatars and people spend a lot of money and time and resources on building that. And I think in a lot of ways, that's actually good because some people that are sick or bedridden, or wheelchair bound, or sick, or tired, or can't do it, or feeling depressed, yeah. or anxious. They have a space where you can exist and be accepted and have fun well, and no create like the avatar that you yeah. want to be. If you want to be a cave troll, you can be a cave troll. Is that if you healthy want to be, though? Like if you make a persona for yourself online that isn't reflective of who you are, is that escapism and does it become problematic? I think that a lot of times we do that anyways. We put on makeup, we put on clothing that projects something that is not us. It is another step removed from that. And I think that there's good and bad with either one. I like that, again, besides the digital divide, that people can join into a space and be considered equal and be seen as 
not by their socioeconomic, well, a little bit because you're affording VR, so already you're putting yourself in a different place, but it levels the playing field in certain ways. I think that in other ways it becomes something that separates you from being able to see things that are not really out there. And I think that that escapism you can get stuck in because you get to be a god and whoever you want to and look the way that you want to, whereas the reality can actually become more disjointed. And that can cause a lot of social anxiety because you're not really engaging with people. That and so there's me. a pro and a con. <laughs> One of the people in our comments uh, to the Metaverse video said it reminded them of Batman Forever with Jim Carrey as a Riddler trying to suck everyone's soul through a TV set. And we said that now, like, remember his famous line was, I am a god and the god am I. And it just becomes sort of like, the, the, it's the whole metaverse is being, not like, like Matrix style, but being powered by us. Like we're the batteries for the metaverse. Right, we kind of are. That is what he wants. Yeah. So do we like take off our masks now and people find out that we're really Bert and Ernie? Do not cancel us. We're Sesame Street, damn it. Yeah, we won't let to, be allowed to go to certain conferences. No. Um, that would be awesome. I'd love to be a Muppet. Because they don't know. We could I be still... Bert and Ernie. I've always wanted to I do a Muppet episode. I lost my still, nose. I still mm. want to. Yes. I don't think they have noses. Do they not have noses? I don't think that... Does Bert not have... Grover no, they both have, have nose. nose. Yeah. Yeah, they both have a nose. Near? Far. Yeah. yeah. Near? Cookie Monster doesn't have a Far. nose. Double check. Cookie. Neither does Kermit. Mm. Anyways, I would love to be a Muppet. That would be just a pro <laughs> for me. You would, so you don't want to be a Memoji, but you don't want to be a Muppet. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. They, I don't know. There's something. There's something that that bothers me so about. So if Jim Henson made Memoji, then you'd be one. Yes. yes. If it was more animation style. I think I would like that as well. More anime. All right. So we still have one more segment coming up. Our bonus segment for Nebula. If you're watching us on Nebula, please keep watching us. It's coming up right next. But it is exclusive to Nebula. Now, if you don't have Nebula, you can get it. It's super easy. You go to curiositystream.com/appletalk. You sign up. It's less than 15 bucks. And someone else in the comments said it's less than the price of a couple of Happy Meals. A couple of Happy Meals for that price, you could get Curiosity Stream and Nebula for the whole entire year. And that's all the documentaries and the series at Curiosity Stream. And it is all of the videos that Georgia puts up every week on, on Nebula, the videos that I put up every week on Nebula, and so many other really, really talented, mostly educationally creators. So it's curiositystream.com slash AppleTalk. Just take a look, sign up, and then you get the bonus segment. But if you're not joining us, if you're piecing out now, Georgia, where can people find you in you your videos? You can check me out on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. And on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash Georgia Dow. You can find me at Renee Ritchie on Twitter and youtube.com slash Renee Ritchie uh, on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching. <laughs>